Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Media Podcast. My name is Patrick Hare, author of Corporate Boilerplate Vinegar from Brick Cave Books. Joining me in the studio today is my co-host, fellow poet and author, Bill Campana. Hi, Bill. Hey, Patrick. What's going on? Bill Campana here, in case you missed my uh, fabulous introduction there, like a second ago. Author of five different Brick Cave books, including the just-released poems in the Key of A Negative. This Brick Cave podcast is brought to you by the BC Book Club. Brick Cave Media's community portal for readers that love Brick Cave books and its authors. You can join today and be a part of the Brick Cave story at bcbookclub.com. We have a very special guest with us tonight, fellow Brick Cave poet and author Marcus Campbell. Welcome, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. How you guys doing? Good. Doing good. Doing all right. How you doing? I'm okay, you know. Right. It's a oh, wow. regular day. <laughs> the this weather's nice. Where the show gets weird. Yeah, it's been two it's weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, we were over at uh, Jared's Coffee and uh, Tea Emporium. Is that is that an emporium or a shop? No, that's oh, a, it's an uh, emporium. All right. Gallery. Yeah. It's a he, gallery. It's a gallery. Changing the name to Emporium wouldn't necessarily be a bad marketing move. I don't know if there are many. The SEO on Emporium might yeah. be pretty good. <laughs> might. I did SEO for quite some time. I worked for web.com. Really? Yeah, yeah. Basically, for most search engine optimization, you'll, you'll rise in the rankings as long as you change your title and have some content on your page. And, you know, the search engine can read it. And he can spell it like E-M-P-O-U-R, like he's pouring some coffee. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, SEO on that would be terrible. Bill, is a <laughs> <laughs> Bill, the marketing genius, you can call him that. <laughs> yes. Anywhere. Okay. So, t- so for the Marcus questions, or our interrogation of somebody who has graciously come to visit us, how did you come to be a poet? Well, I was going to MCC and... I guess through screenwriting kind of came to love poetry as kind of a simpler. So I entered the creative writing program at Mesa Community College and started working with Josh Rathkamp on my certificate over there. Oh, Um, not that guy. Yeah. It's a good, I really like the mentorship program there. The way that they have that program set up is really nice. Um, But so I started doing with the intention of working on my screenwriting a little bit. And when I fell in, I found that I really liked poetry. I liked the way the words worked and I liked the challenge. I found that it applied to a lot more of my writing than I thought it would. Um, The ability to mess with like individual words, um, playing with like just one line at a time is also very relevant for screenwriting. And it became to be very relevant to what I started doing, which was journalism. So I started doing journalism on campus too. And then every headline I wrote basically became a little exercise in poetry. And so I kind of kept working with those ideas of being as efficient as possible with words, and I just came to love poetry that way. Through the, yeah. Tell us more weird. about Josh Rathcamp. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a Josh Rathcamp story. <laughs> Tell it. He was reading in uh, Central Phoenix at a place called the C-Mod. It's like a vintage uh, furniture store. There's, you know, furniture from the late 50s and through the 60s. And he's, he's featuring there, him and his, his wife, uh, Natasha. And while he's reading, he, he reads this one line about shooting a squirrel. And when he, I swear to God, when he said that line in the, the front of the store, because he was facing the back of the store, a rat runs up the wall, runs across the top. It's like a false ceiling there. 
runs across into the next section of the building. As soon as he said shooting a squirrel, the rat took off. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> this guy kills rodents. I'm this, out of here. This guy means business. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I'm watching this. Should be alarmed at that or not? I'm sure you shake your furniture. Before yeah, you, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I always remember the Josh in the Rat. I will. Yeah. I like Josh. He's a good guy. I told him that after this. You don't know this because you couldn't see it, but well, you shot the squirrel. I would have screamed if that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't upset the pace of the show. Yeah. Right. Anybody saw it but me. I didn't want to draw attention to it because he was, you know, he was in mid poem. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of a reading. You don't bro- you don't stop anybody in mid poem. No, you don't ever. That's not acceptable. That's bad form. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Bad juju. Juju. So, uh, so anyway, uh, how long have you been writing poetry? I mean, seriously, writing poetry? No. Five, six just, years. Just <laughs> Something like that. I don't write seriously, Patrick. You write seriously. I've never written seriously. I've been doing it for thirty years yeah, now. Yeah. Every time I try writing seriously, it's like this one's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I've always kind of written in the back of notebooks, and you know, I have some poems from when I was really, really little. But yeah. they're they're always accompanied by cartoons, which works into my first book, which is kind of fascinating. Um, but um, yeah, I, so I guess I've been writing for forever. But I kind of started taking it. A little bit more, you know, yeah. putting actual effort into it yeah. as opposed to just scribblings in the back. When I started the program at MCC, yeah, mine was. Uh, no, I always wanted to write poetry, and then I stopped for years. And then as I started again, it's like, hey, I'm better now. <laughs> I don't know what. Why? Why did I suck all those years when I was younger? Because you were younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you have to put out a lot of. Garbage usually before you get good at anything. Yeah. Get it out of your system, I think. Yeah. Well, and you gotta live a little. Yeah, that's really important for poetry. Live a little. Yeah. So Give a little. Get your illusions trampled on just enough where you can start writing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nobody comes to writing by choice, right? Everybody comes to writing because there's some need for expression yes. at the at the end of the day, even if it is humorous yeah. and even if it is a. Not an attempt to write seriously. So it's an element of expression in there. Poetry finds you. Mm-hmm. You don't find poetry. True that. I have yeah. my books and my poetry to protect me. You can look for it. <laughs> you can look for it. Yeah. Some people do. Yeah. We saw people looking for poetry for yeah. many years. They should have stopped looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the best part of it, though. Getting those high school students come in the first time and they win. It's yeah. like that was, when that happened, it was fantastic. It didn't always happen, you know. But uh, basically, the people that put themselves into it and had something that they really wanted to say for a long time, and the fact that there's a venue where you could do that, um, yeah. they made an impact. Why don't you read a poem? Okay. What do you got, Bill? You want me to read a poem? Yeah, kick us off. Oh kick us off with a poem tonight. Okay. Okay, this is uh, kind of like true story here. Warm it up. True, very, it's all truisms here. Uh, This happened this morning. The dream clock said 4.07 a.m. It was time for me to wake up. The same clock, once outside of my head, said 3.15 a.m. So I went back to sleep to dream about time. I've given up watching television. 
evenings once spent in front of the TV are now spent sleeping, hoping that dreams will replace the hours of entertainment I am supposedly missing. I'm sure my subconscious is capable of making me laugh, but I've yet to produce a plausible storyline that doesn't rely completely on a mental laugh track. Oh, great. Another recurring dream. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. My TV went out, so. <laughs> They're pretty cheap nowadays. I know they are, and I, I keep saying I'm going to get one, and I keep saying I'm not going to get one. And then I say I'm going to get one. Jeff Bezos will send you one. He, he will. Yeah. If you don't find one on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. I say I ordered a pawn shop for thirty dollars. Drive around till I see one on a porch. Or a garage sale. That's how it is. A thirty-two incher. Mm. Yeah, that one looks good. Yeah. Hey, we got a couple in the garage, but there's like half the lights burned out, so that wouldn't be too fair. <laughs> Here, watch half your TV show. Yeah, well, Put them together. <laughs> you got a couple. You can see yeah. Gomer Pyle, but not Sergeant Carter. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, this one is called Poor Me, which is my new poem. Poor Me is alive and well. He's very vocal. He won't let me forget that he helped me survive on a shoestring when the budget was tight. The guilt trips are relentless. When I buy brand-name clothing or any item on the menu that isn't the cheapest or pick something off the supermarket shelf that blew the $10 grocery budget I had when I was 22, Poor Me comes out in full force. He scolds, he nags, and he vocally warns me that he's coming back someday, and Richard Me is going to regret it for not putting away some of those dollars for a rainy life. Poor Me won't buy a PS5 because a $100 PS3 works great since I don't have a 4K TV anyway. He won't let me throw away kitchen gadgets or clean out my garage because I paid a lot of money for that stuff, and tossing out old money would not spark joy. He reminds me that my shitty cars used to be paid for failing to mention that they used to have enough breakdowns to justify a $400 monthly payment on the new model. And poor me hates vacations. He reminds me that the first time I came back from Disneyland, I found out that my job wasn't there anymore. He insults my today through nostalgia, like that I could travel by sleeping on couches and floors, stretching a few bucks in a hike for the atmosphere that I'm now blasting by in a rental car. He reminds me of a kind of a freedom that better off me would not dare to risk, pretending I didn't always feel the furious ache for the lives lived by all the future rich me's he's imagined passing by. Nice. nice. That's brand new. Like Brand that, new, yeah. Brand new Patrick Carey on the podcast. Every time I spend too much money, man, it's like, don't you remember the time you had to live on a, for a week on $5? It's like, damn. <laughs> Doesn't go away. It's like, why are we buying, you know, why are we buying this bottle of ranch dressing? <laughs> like, oh, it goes ranch dressing tastes good. <laughs> I'll give you mine for your half TV. <laughs> uh, the bottle at the Thanksgiving is still in the fridge. Oh, my goodness. I used it once. Okay, well, enough about us. What do you got, Marcus? Yeah, You're Marcus. the guest. <laughs> All right. I feel like I might be upsetting the tone a little bit with my my Don't racially talk. charged sardonic poetry. Um, let's go. Let's go for Batman for charity. All right. Jeopardy category. For six hundred points. Batman for charity. 
There's no Batman in my borough, if Arizona had enough culture to have those. But we have a few dudes named Bruce, or something that lead militias and mess with Mexicans. If Batman lived near me, he'd probably just beat up brown people. He'd probably wear a sheriff's badge for protection and protect an extra sus and project an extra sus sign into the sky. He'd probably go to the same temple or church as the local oligarchy and laugh with the fat cats. The Joker would be a talking head and the news would say they're best friends. There is no Superman in my city, and if there were, he'd be an alien. An illegal one by Batman's measure. Maybe that's why they've always had beef. We do have Lex Luthor, though. He gentrified my block a year ago and called it progress. Took out all the color and said it was cleaner, that it looked better this way. And if there was a Wonder Woman around the way, she definitely moved the day the catcalling graduated to assault. Maybe on Paradise Island there was more for mothers than sons without fathers. Maybe the Amazons were worth fighting for. There are no heroes in my hood, just people working for their piece of earth. Yay. There you go. Wow. There you go. There you go. I wouldn't trust Batman. Comic character. Poor man's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm a rich person, and I'm here to save you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, Mr. Trump. <laughs> Baron Batman. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. even trust Baron. Baron Trump. He's too quiet. Yeah, I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Yeah, well, that's it. You just play the long game. You know, wait for everyone else to fight their way out or get indicted, and then all of a sudden there's only one person left. <laughs> Say, look at me. Everyone yeah, else is like, in prison. You know, like Hank Williams Jr. and uh, what was Hank's wife's name? Uh, Hank Mrs. Hank Williams. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was, he it married was like, like two people Melania. after. Right. Melania would be like pulling the strings. <laughs> Say hello to America, Baron. Hang on, I'm looking up her name. Uh, Mary Jean Thomas? No. Becky White? No. Gwen Jurgen? No, Hank Williams Sr.'s wife. Oh, sorry. I was on Junior. Yeah. The fact that I had to go through three. My God. Yes. Yeah, that was probably like... Oh, those rowdy ex-wives are coming over tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Ex-wives past, present, and future. There's literally like a list in Google of all the... Mm. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, Billy Jean Horton? No. Audrey Williams? Audrey. That's gotta be it, yeah. yeah. She thought she would have her own career. Yeah, or she did have a career. Pushing Hank Jr. So he fell down a hill. Broke his face. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, what else we gonna on that about? happy tone? Yeah. So what else is going on, Marcus? I mean, uh, it's a big, big world. How's your book coming? You have a book coming out here with Rick Hay, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm finishing up the uh, edits that were suggested, so wrapping that up and then moving into the design work. There's some design stuff that I wanted to play with. So get to play with the shape, get to play with adding some images and some descriptions to kind of yeah. play a little bit. So I'm excited. It's your first book? Yeah, it's my first book. What's it called? My Identity is a Side Character slash Cold Sodas. It's kind of, there's two books. Oh. One's poetry and then there's some short stories in there as well. Ah, is it one of those where you flip it over to the second half? That's exactly oh. what it's Okay, yeah, that's, that's I'm not, <laughs> old school stuff. Don't be surprised mm -hmm. if, if the flips are like the wrong way. <laughs> but that's what proofs are for. That's first, what proofs are for. The first section is upside down, and the 
course, when you get to the second and you flip it, it's upside down as well. Yeah. What the hell? Apparently, I'm still working on people's names. I'm still <laughs> trying to get everybody's name right. So oh, we just, just got to work through that. Change your last yeah. name. Yeah, I always wanted a fan <laughs> name. I always wanted a fake poet name. I got one now. Patrick, just check yours. You might be Patrick Whore. Mm, you can't have a, a vowel displacement there. No. Oh. Can't be any worse than I, I worked for. Uh, I worked for a bank, and they required everyone to get a bank account because they just wanted to um, direct deposit the money into their account as opposed to anyone else's. But of course, you know. So essentially, you're lending money, your own money, back to the bank, and. Um, so aren't they supposed to give you money? Isn't that what, right? When you work there, isn't that the <laughs> that that that's kind of it? But so union dude? they 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 sent all of our applications from <laughs> Phoenix to their processing center in New Orleans. They misspelled everybody's name, <laughs> so I was Partick Hay. Hey, hey, Patrick. And I and and their rule was that once that's put in there, you can't change it. I'm writing this down. Partick Hay. Yeah, yeah Partick Hay. So um, they, they, they basically, that was like, oh, no, we can't change that once it's in the system. It's like, you really botched this. You botched a bunch of people's names. Uh, I don't know what was happening on the day the person was typing this in, but they so, got it way off. So when you get, get your, when you get your paycheck, would it be to a different person? No, the paycheck was right as the bank account was screwed up, and they couldn't fix the bank account. So I, I ended know, up I, getting my checks mailed because the name didn't match. Right, right. Well, that, this thing? They, they would lose checks, or the check never got there. Say, Where's my so, free toaster? So, yeah, it was a... Where's my I want a toaster? <laughs> wow, those days are long toast. gone. <laughs> Brown to a four. This toast is not dark enough. <laughs> I got a problem with my toaster now. I, I only eat rye bread, and I toast it, and it goes from... It's, it's not even close to being toasted to like 30 seconds later, it's smoking. <laughs> I, I'd say you've got an adjustment problem. It just, yeah. it just like goes into overdrive, like, burn it! <laughs> yeah, my, to my toaster does the same thing. The adjustment dial on the side is not adjusted for precision. So, so I, I, and I only make toast for like having with like over easy eggs. And, and I might as well just be like jamming a rye crisp cracker into it. <laughs> it's, it's just that crisp. It has no absorbency. It doesn't soak up any of the yolk. And that's the cooking portion of tonight's show. Yes. Exactly. So, you have a toaster in your garage? I'd <laughs> <laughs> settle for like just one slot that works. No, we toast so much stuff that <laughs> we have to. I'll make my toast one, one slice at a time. And every four or five months, we have to buy a new toaster, it seems like. It gets filled up with stuff and then it stops working right. Yeah. Even if you shake out all the bagel bits and stuff like that, yeah, pieces of pop tarts. Maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe my, my tray is full. Yeah, now I feel disgusting. I have to go check that when I go home. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sure now I'm, I'm over here. Service. Yeah. Now for your public service reminder, check your toasters. Yeah, empty your toasters. A whole box of breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Some make herbs some, in there, and you can bread chicken some, with that. Some fish sticks. Yeah, shake and bake. Yeah. It's already in a pan for me and everything. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have this chicken that's been sitting on the counter for 12 hours. Why don't I just use that? Yeah. I'd love to hear another phone call. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is, uh, uh, this is another, uh, I wrote this one like the other day. Bob, I'm sure you'll recognize the, the impetus of this. Yeah, I'm going to do two poems here. One is, uh, one is one. <laughs> the other is the other. I guess one is, God that? damn it, you misspelled my name. No, I don't, no, not, not, not like that. Uh, this first one is called, How Do I Know It's Him When I Can't Even Tell If That's Really You? An old friend showed me a picture of himself standing next to a famous politician. They were both wearing masks. I look at old photographs of my mother, and sometimes she is nearly unrecognizable to the point where I don't believe I could pick her out of a police lineup, even if she was holding a murder weapon or the leather strap she re routinely referenced while threatening me. That was called, How Do I Know It's Him When I Can't Even Tell If It's Really You. And the second poem is called, The Hunter, The Hunted, and The Robot. I built a robot from spare mannequin parts I rescued from a recent department store closure. I programmed it to wear fine clothing while standing around blending in with the humane. And if by chance someone should approach and engage it in conversation. It is wired to give them a blank stare and eventually walk away. Thank nice. you. Thank you. <laughs> in reference to the first poem, did you see the comment later on in that discussion where he's like, I didn't want to vote for him, I just wanted his picture. Yeah. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> I'm looking at, how do I know that's really Yang? Uh-huh. How do I know that's even Spiro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look the same. No, he's not at all. He, he, he's totally different. He's, he's beefed up about at least 50 pounds. Yeah, he's added some, some weight. His head is so big that his nose no longer looks humongous. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. So if you're listening, Spiro, uh, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> he knows better. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was enjoying the moment. I was uh, getting into it. It's, it's like Nirvana. Okay, well, we can edit out the moments. <laughs> we can strip this podcast. Exactly. It's called dead air. You just have to look for the flat line on the digital display and chop. <laughs> Zero moments. Zero moments. Okay. Today they took away my desk. It is all about efficiency and order. Sense and expendability, subservient psychology, and now my office sports flat modular furniture. Not the modular is in modern, but is in module, cell, cog, interchangeable unit. Desks are for captains, and since this company got bought, there have been directives from the jockey of a man who looks like a New England version of Satan himself. Once I felt like Mr. Sulu, at the helm and the controls, navigating through the universe of industry. But now I'm Ben fucking her with a chain on my ankle and a pressed particle board for an oar. This prefabricated abortion is what I escaped from not two years before. 
cloth-covered bullets and boards are neatly arranged for seven square feet of personal identity to be thumbtacked on flat green fiber. Faux formica surfaces salvaged from someone else's layoff sale show scratches and stains that the 409 can't power out. My chair sits in the middle of a wraparound island of work surface that hugs me into a plastic molded claustrophobia. There is a dark and prepackaged feng shui at work here. The modular cubicle is to offices what the blue uniform is to the factory floor to the zebra stripes of the chain gang. I want my desk back with its scratched wood, pried out lock, and knee gouging corners. God damn it, I'm madder than a skateboarder on wet concrete for my own patch of freedom and my postage stamp of identity, and some faceless corporation had to reach its ham hand out of Boston and scratched away. The word on the street is that the new ma general manager will be the only one in the building with a real desk, an aircraft carrier, or what they call executive furniture, and I don't care because if they gave me one with a push button and I don't care if they gave him one with push button controls for a trapdoor because all I want is a crappy used desk. Thank you. Yay. True story. And the crowd goes wild. <sighs> all the poems tonight have been true stories. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. We should call yeah. this podcast Moments of Truth. I that'll be the title of yes, this episode. Moments, moments of, of truth. Moments of truth. Moments of truth with Bill and Patrick. Moments and of Marcus. truth. Compulsive liars. <laughs> Moments of truth from compulsive liars. Guys who whine about sitting behind a desk. <laughs> Guys who clearly are unemployed. Right. Writing poems about work. All right, am I up next? You're yes, up All right, next. right, let's do it. All right, I'll do, I'll do Illuminati waffle. Ooh. I want an Illuminati waffle. Piled high with cream, whipped into a bent upright position, cowering into submission in houses like caves cresting with butter and syrup, a sweet reprieve in pockets of tender joy. Next to that, throw in some bacon, sliced thin and cooked crispy. Not peasant pig that lives in its shit and eats worse, but pork that was pampered with painted nails and air conditioning. Give me one that remembers comfort before it was cured, pulled, and smoked. Throw on some eggs, not from chickens, but from quails. I want to destroy innocent innocence, like inner-city experiments, fertilization seasoned with syphilis and some CIA corner store crack spices. Render it all down to its essential fats. As a matter of fact, top that underdeveloped breast with syrup thick as the nectar of our mother, Keystone XL flavored, leaking out of the side while you pour like Denny Disp Denny's dispenser's tabletop spills. Mmm, that good old Americana, piled high like bodies. My manifest destiny, a packed plate of New World short orders. Maybe I'll finally feel full. Mm. Tasty. Tasty. Zinger. Zing. Right. Yeah, Zings. Zinger. Everything's better with bacon. It is. It is. Uh, bacon, is my, bacon is my favorite food group. Vegetables are good with bacon. <laughs> yeah, everything gets better with bacon. <laughs> Not a lot of bacon. They do need help. They need an open flame. They need yeah, butter. They need they need some help. Yeah, I liked it when people started roasting them instead of boiling them. Yeah. I'm with you there. I eat a boil sometimes. I'll just boil it till it's just it's a, you know, I, I, I might as well just have my teeth pulled. 
So talk about that chicken that you had in the pan the other day, or whatever you had in the pan. That was a piece of pork shoulder. That's right. That looked like a bird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was looking at it and said, holy shit, that's a burger. (laughs) How did you get in my pan? I took a picture of it. Once I flipped it over, that little little speck where the eye was, it was gone. Lost the illusion. Yeah, it lost its identifying. (laughs) The the thing that made you recognize the face was the eye. Thank God social media was good for something. Motion, yeah. That's what's called an emotional media. <laughs> Please like my pictures. Yeah. Like me. Like my meme. <laughs> now dopamine for you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're holding off the serotonin too. Yeah. Well, they, they've gotten pretty good with that. If, um, if you don't have any serotonin of your own coming through your own posts, they'll now push other people's content in little serotonin. So they say, oh, these three pages you like posted, come get some serotonin. That way you get the one there. Oh so you get gosh. to go clear it. You, it's like you get to take credit for voting. Mm-hmm. It gets worse every day. Worse I every posted day. today. Yep. Post. <laughs> yeah, and then Sunday I'll, I'll I'll get to show my uh, my my completely filled out vaccination card. You get your second shot. I get my second shot on Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. I think Patrick, have you gotten? I got the first one. The next one is next Thursday at eleven o'clock at night. Ooh. Ooh. Will you go to the uh, stadium? State farm. Yeah. I did the Johnson and Johnson, so I'm due to die any minute. You're probably clotting. Clotting. (laughs) Exactly. Those five people out of 10 million. Yeah. I'm going to be one of them. So this will be my last podcast. Wow. Are you going to take over for it, Marcus? (laughs) I don't know. That's a pretty large workload. But, you know, it's. it's, and And they moved. The yeah. location. Yeah, they moved it out of the it's stadium. Like, so I don't know what it's what the next one is like. I, I you know, I'll find it. It's not like I, I don't know where uh, that's rural and <laughs> it seems like it's getting easier. Rural and uh, university is. They were doing them they were doing them at the convention center and they finally just sent an email out saying, Hey, if if you're free, come because we've got shots and nobody's here. So yeah. it's getting to that point now. Yeah. Which is good because yeah. I saw the new stuff today saying it might, looks like you might need second or third doses a year after. I saw that today. Well, yeah, you got to yeah. adjust be for the strain that's yeah. prominent next. Yeah, this is going to be a regular thing. Right, these guys are going to be cashing in forever. Yep. I want mine in my ass. The next Does that time. mean I have to get more clots? Shove my ass out the car window. Uh, well, choose the right brand in your or next Orwellian Can adventure, and you won't get bored. You won't get blood clots. Like, am I stuck? Am I? Am I? Well, by the, the oh, that's a good question. The, yeah. The time you get the next one, it'll be out of your system. Well, yeah. So maybe I can brand switch. Yeah. Maybe you can go from being a Treated Pfizer like person cable, to a like more my, dinner my, person. My uh, cable TV, I can switch from Cox to CenturyLink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't always have to drive a Toyota. Yeah, you're getting shots for the rest of your life. You might as well be able to pick which one you get. The dystopia is here, people. Run for the hills. Right, exactly. <laughs> you gotta upgrade that microchip. That's little Bill Gates' plan. You yeah. 
I'm sorry, that was uh, Windows 95. Yeah, right, they had to update the operating system. 5G version 1. Sorry, we're going to give you the Vista shot. Now. Right, can I, can I choose to stay on 97 so it doesn't hide my files from me? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's funny. All right, you want to do one more round? Uh, sure. Yeah, go for it. You got some more, Bill? Uh, I have so, so just some like thoughts here. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, you know, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. This is this is one. It's called this Easter. Well, it's not called anything. This Easter, Christ will be played by King Kong. And most likely crucified to the Empire State Building. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I spend a lot of time lying awake listening to the tapes I recorded years ago when I would forego sleep to play the guitar I loved so much. I programmed a robot to play solitaire. I would watch it for hours and hours until it reprogrammed itself to leave the house and never return. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Patrick? Patrick, you got one more for us from that fine book of yours? Yes, that fine book of mine, Corporate Boilerplate Vinegar. Um, golly. Oh, I have one more. Oh, you do? Good. <laughs> uh, a mime, a robot, and my mother walk into a bar. Some jokes write themselves. Others should never be written. All right. Oh, I have one more. No. <laughs> That's good. This is a uh, 14 liner. I should have shot the monkeys that live in my Fruit Loops box, but they made me a cool billion selling fake junk bonds and stocks. Yes, I should have fed those beggars, but I buried them instead. When I weighed the cost in excise tax, sand cost far less than bread. Yellow pantomiming lizards took the sense out of my poem. It was going downhill rather fast, so I tripped to passing no. I held him down and yelled to him, Finish my sonnet, can you? He stuck a dagger in his heart. Not on my life, god damn you. All right. Wow. A little bit of form. He's playing with form in that one. Form. Form. Now Marcus, take us home, buddy. All right. I guess since it is a it is since it is a manuscript kind of centered around race, I guess I'll I'll do a more clear race poem. Uh, how I check the mail as a black man in a red state. Step one: Take off the BLM shirt you've lived in since all those videos of lives were taken. People get irrational when they're triggered, especially when there's an invisible trigger on my hip or in my pocket or behind my back or in the crack of my ass or anywhere my hands seem to reach. It's best to just wear a white tee. Step two. Bring your wallet. You never know when you you never know when or how you'll need to be identified. Luckily, years of poor nutrition have left me with bad teeth and a unique dental record. On a side note, never pick up a wallet. We've been lynched for less. Step three. Bring your keys. All your keys. Mail key, pool key, car key, bike lock, P.O. box. Keys imply responsibility. No one was ever afraid of a janitor, but God forbid if I have a hard time getting my mailbox open. Black men get a 30-second window to work a lock before peaking the suspicion of the neighborhood watch. And if we want to be able to walk home with a bag of Skittles, it's best to avoid being seen altogether. It's much safer to be seen in warmer weather, and there is some truth to safety in numbers, but it assumes the group isn't a lynch mob. Step four, be quick. 
You own nothing and everything until you are inside. Every raggedy backpack is yours, and every backpack, every package is too rich for your blood. Uh, eye contact and idle conversation is a privilege that doesn't extend past the bedroom or the dinner table unless being served a warrant or being shot eight times while you're in bed for your boyfriend's parcel. Step five, pray it Sunday or do it all again. It's going to be a good book. I'll be on our slam team, Marcus. I'd like to be a good book. We just have to rely on slam teams. Yeah. You ever slam? You ever do slam for uh, My partner does slam a lot. I've been to a lot of them. Uh, but I don't. I haven't slammed personally. No, oh, I slammed when I was really young. We had like a. Slammed with these guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. They were just fun to be with. Yes, that's when poor me lived on other people's couches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> floors and. Slam weddings were. Right. Right. That's all. I, I, I can drive back now. <laughs> yeah. I have enough money. Put gas yeah. in the car. Oh, a sandwich. Cool. I can eat that next time. With me, slamming, slamming and just, I guess I'm stopping off at Tower Records on the way home tomorrow. Yeah, I miss Tower Records. Yeah. I'm sure it would be crap now anyway because, you know, they don't sell CDs or anything like that anymore. Mm. All right, Bill. All right, Read Marcus. Us out. Thanks for joining us tonight, Marcus. Of course. Thanks for having me. Come back. Come back again. Bob will just tell Bob, hey, Bob, I'm going to do the podcast. Yes, you have that richness of depth that neither of us have. (laughs) (laughs) I have richness and depth, but I never get them together. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a TV that only only half of it works. Right. You gotta have two TVs in to get a whole picture. Yeah. So anytime you'd like to hear us, listeners, (laughs) join us online at brickcavepodcast.com. Our BC, our BC Book Club supporters can enjoy extra episodes and other great advantages. Details at bcbookclub.com. Thank you again, everyone, for listening, and we'll drop in again real soon.